welcome to another brand new episode of the mini games podcast we're here episode 25 we've come a long way we are five weeks out from our episode 20 feels like so long ago that we were just a small podcast with no episodes and no listeners and now we have 25 episodes of being a small podcast with no listeners hi great to have you here i'm your host mike and as usual we have your co-host keith look we got at least one i listen to myself oh that's that's two because i also uh inflate our numbers by listening to our own podcast hell yeah i gotta do it because my mom will that's wow dude i think i have beef with your mom same here i didn't ask to be born that cost me money to do that yeah i didn't ask for you to be born either but here we are yeah and that costs you money too it absolutely has cost me more money than you could ever imagine no i i I don't have to imagine i was there (laughs) (laughs) hello everyone welcome back to the degrading (laughs) the most self the most (laughs) self-deprecating podcast on the internet wow it just we are not even two minutes yeah (laughs) we're not even two minutes into this episode well, you know what? Now that I come to think Thanks, about it, Mom. 20, 25 was around the time of my life when things started becoming bleak. So the fact that this is episode 25 and we're just, we've uh, immediately, we're two minutes into this podcast and we already derailed it. So that's a, that's a good sign. <laughs> Damn, that's at least two minutes sooner than it usually happens. Oh, and I, I, I just want you to know, the other day... I finally sat down and started watching X-Men Apocalypse. I say started because I got like... Started. Yeah, I want to say started because I just want to say I got a good five minutes in and then I was like, I don't think I want to do this to myself right now and then shut it off. And the first like five minutes are probably the most hype part of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, like I... I like the beginning of that movie. Yeah, I, I... I don't know... I got like uneasy while I was watching it. Like you, you were like when you're that feeling when you were a kid, like when you were doing something that you knew you shouldn't be and you were like afraid of getting caught. That's what I was afraid of doing. That, like that, that's the feeling that I had. Like I, I felt like my girlfriend was going to walk in at any moment. And, and keep in mind, she has no knowledge of anything comic book related or like superhero related. So I don't know why I just had like this thought in my head that my girlfriend was going to walk in. She's like, are you watching that fucking X-Men movie? And I'd Only be like, difference is it wasn't on the family computer this time. Yeah, no, this is just uh, on the TV in the living room for all to see. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I, I like the beginning of that movie, but then it kind of just keeps going. Um... <laughs> and then the rest... <laughs> I like that movie, and then the rest of the movie happens, is what you told me. That's your review of X-Men Apocalypse. I mean, it's the same as like the original X-Men 3, like the opening scene, where I was like, the Archangel like cutting off his wings. I'm like, oh, that's heavy, and then it keeps going. Uh, yeah x-men movies some of them are some of those are pretty okay first class is awesome i like first class i love first, logan yeah I, I i was gonna say first class is good and like we said with the in the episode that we had jesus on i think logan is straight up just like like not even like the fact like if it wasn't even like the fact that it's a superhero movie like just on the merits of a movie i think logan is just fucking awesome right and deadpool too but that's in a league of its own <laughs> Yeah, Deadpool Deadpool is the self-deprecating podcast of the uh, 
the Fox X Men cinema. Yeah, yeah. They're the mini Deadpool is the mini games podcast of movies. I think. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're Deadpool. We're we're a video game podcast. Sometimes, uh, other times we're. I don't know what we are because we yeah we yeah we just we're shitty. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna. Wow, where the fuck are we? Uh, we're going to kick this off like we normally do. Uh, Keith, what have you been playing lately? I probably played maybe like 20 minutes more of Assassin's Creed 4. I'd play it more. But the fact that it's it's still got like all the same old stuff that I hated. So I'm like, ah, I don't care. Um, I'll tell you what. You brought some like ridiculous bullshit to the table last week and I loved it. Um, God, baseball is great. But what I've been watching is the Yellow's Marble League. Have you ever seen that shit? No, uh, I'm just, uh, I, I see you like posting about it. Yeah, I see you posting. No, see, I'm not normal because I, instead of doing that, I just go watch uh, Marbles on stream on Twitch. Oh, okay, so I heard about that today. I haven't gotten a look at it. But the Yellow's Marble League, it's sponsored by Last Week Tonight by John Oliver this season. And they legit have like a course commentators the crowd is other marbles um they have one it's called it's called uh i think it's roldo it's just a random marble my favorite soul caliber character exactly they he's just like a random marble that pops up makes like a quick cameo somewhere and you have to look out for him in the car and like they should have said the beginning of every episode like don't read the comments or spoilers and if you go back this thing's got a it's got a baseball fan base i'll put it to you that way it's dedicated and it's amazing. And I want there to be like fantasy marble league, if that's a thing. So I can play that. Oh. It's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I was like, you mentioned baseball. Cause I was about to say like, is, is this just marble place? Like, is this, is this actually just baseball? It would be, but they do actual marble races. There's teams there's in each marble in the team is named. Um, the winners get like they're on a podium they get a five thousand dollar donation to a charity um in their name um it's it's a whole production it is great the crowd does the wave um i'll send you a link later on it's amazing yellow's marble league i don't want to jump the gun here but you mentioned blazeball and it made me just like impulsively type in the url um, so we're just going to skip to, we're just going to have a breaking news segment right here at the beginning. Uh, the home page for Blazeball says Blazeball is taking an extended siesta. Yep. For a few weeks because that shit got bigger than they ever thought it would. Yeah. Which, uh, I think is really cool. Um, I got rich as fuck off betting for the tigers in the finale. So, uh, I anxiously await its return so I can spend more of my virtual dosh only thing that happened to Dale at the end of it was they got like a 10% decrease on batting or something like that so yeah next season's gonna be rough yeah um I bet against my Canada moist talkers because I uh I value my financials in baseball more than I do the actual team I claim to support like a grown up a Cowboys fan it's right or die yeah, no, can't relate. I'm a Red Sox fan. Everything's just dark all the time. Yeah, that's true. It could be, it could be Astros. Who just oh, we could, on. we could a hundred. Oh, I, look, I get it that this is not like the baseball podcast and baseball and like sports in general have been shitty for 2020 because of COVID. But man, 
to be a Nationals player at this point. Uh, so there's this this lady I work with and literally sit right right next to, and she's like a huge Astros fan, and I can't even look her in the eye because I'm just like, you just, you're just you're just wearing that Astros lanyard proudly, huh? Like you're just uh, <laughs> in the year of our Lord 2020, you're just flaunting the Astros loyalty, huh? Look, she needs something that's proportional to the year she's having, and apparently that's it. You know what? Okay, fair. When you put it like that, sure, I, I see how you could do that. Yeah, I don't know how she's doing it, but I could see how I would frame it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I haven't really been playing much. It's been a slow week. Um, work popped off, so I've been kind of staying a little bit later. I do want to get some kind of cram something in. Um, I downloaded uh, Final Fantasy VII because I had Game Pass on PC um, today. Yeah, I, I, I expect live updates on how that's going for you. Well, I'm hoping I can kind of cram that in because school also starts next week, and we are not sending my roommate back because hell no. Uh, why would like why would you ever send him back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't even go back. I dropped out of college. He still got a long way to go before he can do that. But. Uh, so that's going to take up a lot of time. So hoping to cram something in now while I still can. Hopefully it's FF7. We'll see how it plays out. I'm looking to cram something in. Let me make it this long RPG. Yeah, that's a that's a good move. Exactly. Well, there you go, Keith. I, I believe you have 40 hours between now and next week. I have 40 hours. It just depends how I spend it. Sure. Anyway, what are you moving playing? Uh, so as usual, I'm a little bit more active on the video game front than you. Still playing World of Warcraft, uh, like always, because I have sold my soul, and you know I, I am at the point of no return at this point. I think on WoW, I'm just mm -hmm. patient, patiently awaiting the next expansion to drop so I can level up all over again. Hooray! Uh, fucking with fall guys here and there uh my girlfriend is all in on fall guys also is she really yeah she loves it uh i don't know if she listens to this podcast so i can say this here she's not good but and she know what she tries her hardest i watched I mean, her same. i watched her uh get eliminated in the first round twice in a row earlier today and it oh. was very depressing and then uh like my, my girlfriend's not like a gamer by any means like her like the the scope of her gamingness is that she's very good at donkey kong country for the super nintendo which is admirable because that game's hard as fuck so good for her for being good at that yeah i'll give her that but because she's like into games like that she's unaware of like camera control so i have to constantly yell at her to like move the camera so she can see where the fuck she's going on hexagon mm -hmm. and she uh constantly does not move she insists on not moving the camera and so she just, just running blind just it's it's true chaotic evil but i i <laughs> I, I, res I respect it to an extent um, it's dedication to a craft yeah uh, i don't know what that craft is but you know good for her uh I've, I've been playing a little i still dipping in and out of no man's sky uh I play that game in bursts now because of how like gross it was when it took over my life like what a couple of weeks ago and I was just playing nothing but No Man's Sky. Um, so you have to like cut back on it a little bit. 
Yeah, pretty much. It's like it. I'm in. We're in this like this weird time where it's just like, like I still don't have Ghost of Tsushima, but I also don't want to spend the sixty bucks on Ghost of Tsushima. So I'm like, I I'm just playing like all my like other games. I installed Sleeping Dogs last night. That's the kind of rut that I'm in. I'm just like, I need to play something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty dark. And so I haven't actually played it yet, but we just uh, bought it yesterday. And it's like I'm not gonna be going to a gym anytime soon because of covid like it's it does it makes zero sense to go to a gym and expose myself right. to fucking uh people that are just sweating out germs uh so in an attempt to make myself less of a fat ass uh we found one of the last remaining copies on earth of ring fit adventure have, so you haven't played it yet i have not i opened up uh, the ring, I hula hooped it around my arm for like a couple seconds and was like, "Oh, here we go, my fitness adventure begins." And then I've I went. Heard to bed. it actually works. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard from multiple people. At least, like, a couple people messaged me, like I made a post on like my Instagram. I was just like, "Hot girl summer," or something like, yeah. And then someone messaged me like, "Yo, I have this and it's fucking sick." And I was like, "Oh, good." I, I immediately got a review, so I am excited to to get into it. I'm very much a person that like. So when I was actively going to the gym, whenever that was, I would, whenever I would do the treadmill, I had that like zombies run app. Yeah. Uh, and I would like actively use it and I was actively going to the gym. And I feel like when it was more of like, and as well, when it was more of like the, the zeitgeist at the time, like when I was big, big into Pokemon go, like that would be like my big like exercise motivator. Right. But now, since uh, it's not safe to leave the house for anything, I was just like, and, like I'm the person like if I'm gonna work out, I need like, I need something like that. Like I can't just go and work out because I'm a piece of shit. Like I need like a goal to work towards. So why not, uh, why not fight, you know, fucking imaginary dragons or whatever the fuck it is with squats. Imagine dragons. I was trying to avoid making that reference as hard as I could but I don't think I could have done it I was either going to make an Imagine Dragons reference or like a heroin joke and there is no lesser of two evils there so I was just like okay well this is this is going to spew out of my mouth and I'm sure Keith will make it worse and lo and behold you did look dude if I could almost go without saying Kenny Omega after Final Fantasy 7 and the reason I'm saying it now is because I didn't and I just caught it you could have No, I, I couldn't have. <laughs> well, Kenny Omega. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's really all I've been playing. Uh, I'll probably start diving into Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, probably, well, as usual, we record on Thursday. So I'm just going to say Friday evening when I get off of work because I don't have to get up at five in the morning uh, for work. So I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll actually do this exercise thing. And also part of the reason I got it too is like my girlfriend loves making fun of me. So how how, how what better way to make fun of me than to see me there like yell, yelling at with one bird? Yeah, yelling at my TV, holding this weird ring device in my hand and the leg strap around me, uh, doing squats or whatever you do. I know there's a lot of squats in so, it. That's why I keep bringing it up. Ah, so next week we're gonna get a full-on review of Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah, next week I'm gonna be buff, and you will hear all about Ring Fit Adventure. Hell yeah, can't wait for that shit. Yeah, I'll be—I'll somehow be both extremely jacked and a skinny legend. We'll see how that goes. Looking forward to it. 
Uh, so this is normally the part where we do sales, but it's a hilariously light uh, week this week. And it's probably a good thing that sales are kind of like light because I don't know. Uh, I, th I think the amount of news that we're going to be talking about this week kind of makes up for that because oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically okay. We broke it down this week to Nintendo and PC Steam. Nintendo, there's obviously they've got a ton of eShop games under like 10 bucks. They got a whole section dedicated to that. But the main thing I thought, okay, good way to gather the troops would be the Jackbox Party Pack. Uh, I know, I know we're kind of laxing on quarantines because a lot of people are, do end up having to go back to work. Um, but if you got that itch to go party, stop it. Don't do it. Get this instead. It's all, I think, are six of the Jackbox Party Pack games. There's a uh, lot. Yeah, at this point, there's a lot. They're either th from 35 to 45% off on each game. Um, so even if you got just like one or two, you're probably gonna, they're not gonna cost you no more than maybe like 13 to 17 bucks a pop. And if you only got one, you'll still get a lot of time out of it, especially if you got the right group of friends. Um, like I know we, we do, you'll get some value out of it. So like I said, if you wanna get together, don't do it. Get Jackbox Party Pack. I think only one person needs to have it too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, only one person has to buy the game for everyone else to enjoy it. And also as someone who's played Jackbox, Jackbox game, wow, holy shit. As someone who's played Jackbox, uh, have played those games with people. Which uh, one? Uh, Jack in the Box. Gotcha. Uh, uh, Bacon Ultimate Cheeseburger. $6 late night box. Dude, I'm on this like intermittent fasting shit, but now I just I could really go really go for a bacon off the cheeseburger and some curly fries right now. Well stop it. Get the Jackbox Party Pack instead. Yeah, get the Jackbox Party Pack. And also, yeah, like I was gonna say, as someone who's played it before, uh the dumber the friend group you have to play it with, the more fun it is, I promise you that. Guaranteed. Play it with only the biggest idiots you know, like I tend to do. Which is everyone I know. And also, like, it's cool that they're on sale uh, for Switch, but I also want to point out that anytime there's, like, a big bundle of anything on sale on the internet, there's always, like, a Jackbox pack in there. So just keep a lookout for that also, I guess. Yeah. The Switch one specifically is, uh, was it August 27th? So you got some time for that. Check everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so Steam also lied on the sales. They have some midweek stuff. Uh, there's up to 80% off of like the Lego games, which I feel like I got tired of a long time ago. But I mean, if you are someone like Keith who has a roommate, they're very fun games. Yes, 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 they are. Uh, a cool one that I think here, it's a game that I liked when it came out. I haven't played it recently, but maybe I'll just reinstall just for funsies uh dying light is on sale it's 66 percent off on steam so for 14 bucks you get a pretty good zombie game i i feel like dying light was the game that like dead island wanted to be and then it wasn't because everyone was like this isn't that game from that fucking trailer and then no one gave a shit about dead island yeah pretty much dead uh, island was a success for the first one and just had sequels yeah for sure uh battlefield as a franchise is on sale on steam those range from 63 percent to 80 percent off uh so if you're one of the people that uh, refuses to play cod and just wants to play battlefield there you go wants the more sophisticated pew pew game 
yeah, uh, I'm I'm bad at all that shit. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I used to be good, and then it's it's ironic. I was trying to get good at the minus Call of Duty, but then Battlefield's a little bit less of that. And I had a friend that bought Battlefield. Was like, this game sucks. And I was like, no, dude, you just, it's a different game. Oh, dude, my favorite is when like people who mainly play COD try to play Battlefield and think it's a bad game just because they're like, I or can't. Or any other shooter, actually. Yeah, because it's like it's more than just run and like pew pew pew. You actually have to like think a little bit. Right, and even then, like when it came to Call of Duty, I mostly played Search and Destroy. Towards a little bit more, if you still had to think a little bit more. Ah, uh, deathmatch players—they'll never get it. They'll never get it. TDM for life, bro. Dude, I play hardcore. <laughs> Fucking nobody plays hardcore. Not the, nobody but the true punishers. Hardcore was good on Search and Destroy. That's about it. Anything else, just fuck off. Or just, you know, don't play hardcore. Just be a, a functional person. In, like, yeah, just be a functional person and don't play hardcore. Yeah, you're asking a lot of me there. Someone has to, Keith. I guess. Uh, yeah, Battlefield. And that's basically like all we got on sales. Like I said, uh, very, very light week. Like we had to fucking dig to find like anything. Uh, thankfully, Steam just has it laid out on the front page for like their midweek special offers and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a, it's a light week for sales. But this is around the time of year where like nothing's nothing's going on so it's it's to be expected yeah or, we'll or one would I mean, think nothing is going on yeah apparently there's a lot going on but it turns for more but yeah uh it turns out like news wise this was, uh, was a good week was it is it a is it a good week for us it is yeah that's fair for us it is um so to go into the news, I think the first thing that we should talk about here is uh, they announced that Halo Infinite was getting delayed to 2021. Fuck. Granted, it makes sense. Uh, they don't yeah, want they don't want to put the strain on their workers, which is good. Like ultimately, it's like and like of course there's all the COVID stuff too. So ultimately, it's a very good thing for uh for the game like i think halo infinite is going to be a better game because of it i think in like overall in terms of like what this means for like microsoft and xbox like what they might as well just delay the whole ass console at this point you know what i mean like i like they besides gears tactics they're putting out no first there, there's no first party games none zero right and they're relying on third party now I mean, here's my, I guess, general consensus. Because it reminds me very much of the start of the Xbox One generation. Um, where, yeah, you're putting out the console to keep, but you're still getting left behind. Um, I suppose maybe they're not really losing, I guess, too much sleep over it because they're, it seems like they're focusing away from just console numbers in general. So, I'd say, like, for us, it still works out. We're 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 gonna play this on PC on Game Pass. It makes no difference to us when it comes out because we're still gonna pay the same monthly amount, you know. Um, and I think that's what they're banking on. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Does it hit? Does it hit them? Of course. Infinite was getting praised and getting more hyped, and and it had its. And not to say it didn't have its, I guess, criticisms, because you see people saying like, well, "These graphics look like they're current gen," and they, they did. Um, and I think really it's just a sign of how long this game's been in production. Um, I've seen a lot of people make the argument, "Well, this game's been in production for like five years. Why are they? Why have doing it now?" I'm thinking, "Well, five years ago there was no new next gen to develop for, and now there is." There was also no global pandemic five years ago. So also no global pandemic. So my kind of analysis which is not an expert one is basically they were producing the game kind of had to rebuild and go up because obviously people thought halo 5 was shit um so they're rebuilding all all together and then doing it again for a new console like midway through production so you're getting that done and then a pandemic hits and it slows it down to where yeah you, you got you got to do something either you put out the game in its current form or you put it off and I think it was what Miyamoto said a good uh, delayed game is eventually good but a rush game is forever bad and maybe that not be as true because you do have patches and things like that that weren't around before but No Man's Sky for instance doesn't have the same kind of legacy it's forever kind of tainted by that launch you know and now you don't want that for a Halo game yet your main franchise yeah, you definitely don't want that, but you also don't want to launch a possibly $600 console with no first-party games besides Gears fucking Tactics. Exactly. But, I mean, what else can you do? They Maybe, should... Yeah. I would, straight up, if it was me, like, I, granted, I don't know jack shit about business or anything like that, but it, I think releasing that console without the big like when has when have has a console like not launched without like one exclusive game like nintendo 64 like granted like okay so nintendo 64 is probably a bad example because that launched with like fucking super mario 64 but that's one of the greatest games like ever made so that's like right. a weird but like i feel like you have to launch like launch with something even the fucking ps3 had like what knack like they they had something they had something um gears tactics is not something they it's not yeah they, they need like you if that console is really going to be as like expensive as the numbers that are flying around like that you're flying around like like if it's six hundred dollars they're damn sure better be something worth playing coming out with that like that's first party because assassin's creed is going to be there at launch sure cool i don't have to play that on an xbox i can play that somewhere else for probably less and right. like, like i i don't know i i feel like i feel like launching that console without without halo is a very bad fucking move it is and that's what kind of makes me kind of double down on the thought of they're not actively giving a shit about the making crazy numbers of this console um oh, then why they did they then did why it. put then why put one out why put a console out at all I think it's just to catch the people that'll never play these games on PC, just a kind of a supplementary market. I think their main focus is just Game Pass in general. Uh, so, like for us, for instance, like we're still gonna pay for Game Pass in the time that Halo's not out, until whenever that may be. 
they're gonna make the same money money out of us that they would have yeah that's true i i just i don't know the the consumer in me is just like this is like this is straight up awful garbage bullshit that <laughs> this is happening yeah and you can't and it's hard because i mean you can't blame so too hard because I mean, things happened you got to care for the employees well-being and crunch sucks um but so do layoffs <laughs> yeah for so real it could be worse yeah it could be worse i mean like, like i said this is probably the best possible scenario for the actual game itself like i think halo infinite is going to be a much better game for it i think the employees are going to be a lot happier as a result even though i'm sure they're yeah they're saying for, for their well-being but they're, they're still going to be like an inevitable crunch i, I feel like it's right it's an unavoidable thing at this point uh crunch is basically game development culture so yeah and and it's because it, it there's a there's a fine line i mean deadlines and you know are good i get performing under pressure because i've been there before myself but like a torturous crunch that's un like bearable yeah you want to avoid that and i think that's the route that they were going yeah so i it's it, it's it's a it's a rough situation i think for like microsoft as a company and someone who is putting out a console like uh this like i, I feel like this was the point where they, they were finally starting to get a leg up on sony in terms of like like oh, like oh fuck dude like they're actually they're actually doing things now this is great especially since sony's kind of been Watching their own messaging lately, like around like right. the controller stuff. So I was like, this is cool. This is Microsoft's chance to come back. And now it's just like I'm getting these like Viet like these Vietnam War style flashbacks of like Xbox has no games and now like literally do not because Gears Tactics is not even a new game. Right. They're kind of banking on smart delivery, I guess, to be the selling point of the console right at launch. Um me personally it doesn't affect me at all i wasn't gonna get a series x um i guess i should have mentioned this instead of what we've been playing but i just bought almost all everything i need for my pc everything but the graphics card so my money is going to microsoft the same exact way it was going to be in one way or another so yeah hopefully i mean all pc players this doesn't affect them at all because oh, yeah they're, they're, they're in the same boat that we're in we're going to spend the same amount of money on microsoft regardless I think where it does damage them is the people that will never buy a PC. And I don't know how big the gap is anymore because I feel like it's shrinking gradually. The gap between like what power, like between consoles, uh, console players and PC players, or like the gap of people that will never play them, like get a gaming PC. Yeah, I feel like that gap is getting smaller. I feel like we're at a point where a competent well you've seen it yourself because you're currently in the process of building a pc it's getting cheaper and cheaper right. to do it and like the quality of stuff that you can put in there like it's getting nicer and yeah some of that stuff is like really fucking bullshit expensive like like fuck you expensive but for the most part you yeah can, the average person like like when i see stuff like this and knowing that like the xbox series x is going to be probably six hundred dollars i was just like for just like a few hundred dollars more you could build yourself a competent gaming pc and not have to worry about upgrading it for a hot minute yeah exactly 
Oh, and you can play your Halo. And you can play your Halo. What I wonder is when what the final price would be, but it looks like the the release time kind of leaked out. Or not leaked out, but was I guess slipped out from this. Did you see that? Yeah, they said in November. Um, right. Yeah, I've the fact that they haven't said anything about pricing yet is worrisome. Uh, November is three months away. You're right. And PlayStation hasn't either. So not to kind of say it's yeah. on Microsoft for that part. I think I think they're waiting to see who does the first move, personally. Um, I think there's a couple ways they can kind of shape it a little bit. Where they make it an instance where you, with the console you get a free whatever's worth of Game Pass with all these games and kind of play up the fact that you know PlayStation now and Sony doesn't have that same extensive library. I would say Sony's got a lot of games on their PlayStation now, but not, not like the franchise heavy hitters. Like you can't go back and play all like, your gears and random things like that, um, or the equivalent of gears on Sony side. So they're gonna hit that part and say, yeah, you get all these games on there, and this all coming up on launch date included. Maybe that could salvage a couple things. Um, it's not gonna fix the damage of not no Halo at launch, but I can see a couple ways to spin this to kind of in a positive light. Um, they probably have to give a little bit more, like I mentioned, with the like an Xbox Live and Game Pass subscription. Sure, but that won't. I don't see it as a lost value on my end, though, on the PC side of it. Yeah, we are we we are very lucky to live in our gilded tower where this doesn't affect us as gamers. But like, we're we're used to games coming out a year later for PC as it is. Yeah, so it's fine. But like, I don't know, man. There are people who still like live or die by, like you know, their their console of choice. Like you buy that one console, and that's oh, all yeah. you fucking play on for the entirety of its of its lifespan. So it's it's it really just sucks for those people, especially the ones who are so like like the console fan well even for pc too just like the video game fandom is like culty in a lot of ways and it's just like man it i i feel really bad for people who are so invested in like the xbox and like their whole bit was like yeah but halo infinite's coming out and it's just like oh like this week was like a big fuck yeah it was like a big fuck you and it, it sucks man it just genuinely fucking sucks I'll, I'm going to play that yeah. game when it comes out and I, I guarantee you that Halo like just based off that little bit of gameplay like Halo Infinite looks fucking sick and I'm excited to play more of it but holy I shit if man if it wasn't for the timing of the console it wouldn't be as big of a deal because I mean, Cyberpunk has gotten pushed back and I think it's only gained hype because of that so Last of Us 2 got pushed back I mean we're used to that at this point but the timing of the console is what makes it suck. Sure, but like it's I don't know about using Cyberpunk as an example because that's coming out for current gen. <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's what I mean. It's not an exclusive. It's not a launch title. Right, that's what I mean. The timing of the console is what did it cuz like say like Cyberpunk got pushed back but it's fine because it's still current gen. Um if it, if Halo Infinite was current gen and got pushed back it probably wouldn't be as big of a thing but because yeah, no they have the console launch and that's that's what they kind of piggybacked off of um which you can't blame them and it's not like that's outside of practice yeah but once it happened no oh boy yeah at this point i would have just taken the, the blow and been like look we're pushing back the series x launch also because I, I i i think launching gotta, gotta I, hit that holiday window 
Yeah, you do, but I. Th but launching without your flagship launch game is, I feel like, such a fucking insane move. Yeah, that, like I said, that just makes me think they're their Series X is a part of their plan, but not their plan. I think their plan is just Game Pass in general. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll just see how it goes in November when the Series X eventually launches. Hopefully, that thing is not actually six hundred dollars. So that I'm hoping people... I'm hoping it's at least five, like uh, like five under would be my thing. If my hunch is that they're underselling the console, I mean the original Xbox sold at a loss, but because they're selling crazy accessories for it, I'm hoping that they launch at that they sell at a loss and then make it up in Game Pass profits. That would probably be their way to kind of make it affordable. Yeah, I know Sony initially has like a, Sony has a track record of selling their console at a loss, right? Uh, and but it ends up working out for them in the end. So hopefully Sony continues that trend. I don't know. I side note to all this, I just I want to see some fucking prices for these consoles already. It's we're coming up on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm at that point. <laughs> like I like I'm not gonna buy a Series X. Obviously, I am all in. Like if I if I have to get one console, like I'm obviously all in on PS5. But I, at this point, I'm just like uh so how much money right i mean i guess i guess that's for as much as it sucks i guess that's one thing that is a benefit that microsoft has put them in to where it's not like we're like oh well, now i'm not gonna get a series x we already made that decision because we already knew the route we were going so i'm hoping for their sake that there's a large chunk that was already kind of in that same boat that we were saying okay it'll be fine uh because it didn't affect us and i think that might have been the route they were going yeah, I, I just thought of this too. Um, even, like, let's just say, like, even if there's like a hundred dollar difference between the two consoles, like, let's say PS Five is a hundred dollars cheaper than Series X. We're in the midst of a global pandemic. Like, a lot of people, uh -huh. are, a lot of people aren't working. Money's very tight right now. The hundred dollars makes a huge difference, especially when PS Five is like, "Fuck you, we got games." Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. I think they would have to sell Game Pass to make it say, like, "Hey, yeah, well, we're consumer friendly." Uh -huh push that out there push out the value of game pass to where you're saving money in the long run without having to fucking double down on generations of games because at this point what they got what like four no three gens this is their fourth this is fourth generation xbox right e, uh yes big, i'm like big xbox xbox 360 xbox one so uh, yeah. yeah this is fourth gen so basically put in there hey like game pass yeah three gens like they gotta up that value and maybe they can salvage it maybe yeah this will be a this will be an interesting year to see how that goes um i feel like microsoft had some crazy fucking momentum and the, I, I i was very excited to see what they're like i was like oh have we finally turned the corner we don't have to keep like talking so negatively about microsoft and here we are again <laughs> yeah i mean at least this time i can say it wasn't their fault yeah um i'm assuming with a console launch like this it's a high profile there's a lot of things in motion maybe they couldn't pull it um i don't know i don't know the logistics of it behind that maybe on the manufacturing side it became too big of a deal to stop it i don't know yeah i saw that phil spencer said something about uh, i didn't read it unfortunately because i didn't have enough time before we started recording but phil spencer did come out and say something about halo infinite uh, getting delayed. I, I, there was like an IGN post about it, so I'll probably go back and read that when we're done recording here. Maybe we can talk about it next week. But 
yeah one, yeah. one thing one thing to kind of finish up on before we move on is I mean, they've kind of been getting hit at a whole lot of i guess like the rug swept underneath them the whole okay xbox is doing this whole thing where they're having halo infinite's uh, online be free to play like they weren't the ones announced it it kind of leaked out so then they had to confirm it so they weren't the ones to make that big hurrah with that um the whole oh, I don't remember what the code name is, but the other project that they're working on, which ended up being the Series S, um, which is theoretically the smaller, um, the cheaper digital. box. Yeah, yeah, the cheaper box um, that leaked because somehow Series X controllers ended up on shelves for people to buy. So <laughs> lovely. Yeah, and on the box it said compatible with, and it had basically like 360, whatever, Xbox One, then Series X, and then it said Series S on it. So yeah, that cat's out of the bag. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that like when they could announce and make it look super cool just kind of like you said like i said got swept out from underneath them and they kind of just gotta go with it and then all of a sudden this yeah rough week for on the microsoft camp yeah i it's at the point now where like i will admit to being like that shitty dude when i was younger that was like yeah sony forever fuck microsoft fuck xbox and then i i grew up and became an adult <laughs> uh like now i'm at the point where i'm just like fuck man it feels so much like i i hate it sucks for games yeah dude it, I, it sucks for games and like i hate talking like it's important that we talk about it like stuff like this because i mean it's gaming news and i hate saying that we're gamers because it's like god i hate the, the gamer association is like so fucking like whack at this point yeah there's there's a there's definitely a certain kind of person i associate that like call themselves gamers uh but yep. but like it's I don't know, man. Like dunking on Microsoft at this point feels like punching down at this point, if you know what I mean. Because it's just like it's one thing after another, and it sucks. It just high tide raises all boats, and I and I feel like this is almost a sign of the industry as a whole right now, where just things getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Which is a shitty place for the industry to be in. Yeah, I mean, what Cyberpunk? Like we were talking, Cyberpunk got delayed like what feels like a thousand times at this point. So it's just like every game is getting delayed that destiny expansion got delayed and it's it's gotten to the point now where it's just like it's hit probably what's slated to be one of the most high profile gaming releases in a long time yeah and then i guess they could double down and say the destiny expansion on game pass um along with destiny 2 i mean i'm kind of backtracking a little bit but i'm just thinking about the things they can do to salvage the launch of this console um I think at this point they gotta just expect that PlayStation will come out ahead and make up for it on Game Pass when this game comes out, along with everything else that they announced. Yeah, they they just have so much fucking work to do. Oh yeah, they do. Um, hopefully it works out. I'm I'm I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm rooting for them. I'm on their their camp for this. Yeah, I I want this launch to be good. I I want <laughs> Microsoft needs a win at some point, and I hope they get it. Yeah, and I think it's not going to come until the Halo Infinite does come out, which is best case spring, I would say. I mean, they didn't say. They might just hold off until, like, basically a holiday launch for the next year. Because I, I want to say, I think next year is, like, an anniversary for Halo 2. I think it's, like, the 20th or 25th, something like that. Yeah, I mean... 15th, I, something I feel, like that. I feel like when it comes to, like, games getting, like, pushback, I know a lot of people like release dates, but it's, like, the same thing with, like like events and like concerts getting postponed due to covid like i feel like it's so like just I, common i well i feel like it like 
I feel like announcing like a new release date and then just just having to be like, oh yeah, we got to push it back again is like such a bummer. Yeah. Like, I, I know that like Blizzard, like Blizzard is not like the best company. Obviously, Paramount Activision, they've they've been under a lot of scrutiny lately. But I think the one thing that Blizzard does right is that their 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 philosophy is like this game's ready when it's ready. Like obviously, the, the World of Warcraft expansion comes out this year, and there's there's still no release date for it. Like they don't they don't tell you when shit's coming out until it's ready to come out. And right. I feel like like I know a lot of people want to know like when their favorite game is coming out like i would love to know exactly when halo infinite's coming out but if they don't set that expectation i have nothing to be disappointed by if it eventually gets delayed again right and we won't even know so i mean it'll come out when it comes out it'll be i think it'll be great when it comes out it's only gonna make it a better game that game looks so um, fucking good already i can only imagine what they'll do with more time dude yeah i think they're taking all the cool steps for halo that at this point it needs it probably needed for a while but they're doing it so oh and apparently this is supposed to be like their live service game they were saying that halo infinite's supposed to be this is your halo for the next 10 years you know so if if they're gonna keep it going yeah if they have to do a fucking halo game right this is the one that they have to really do right so it's good that they are doing what they need to do to take more time to make sure that game is what it needs to be right i mean fuck it put halo 5 on game pass just so i can play the story once and just know what the fuck is going on um Side note, I guess, I know I said that already before we move on, but have you ever seen Polygon's Unraveled series on YouTube? Uh, I don't, I feel like a, maybe, I don't know. So the guy that does it, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, I think is he went the, to is like- Is that the Brian Gilbert guy? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's great. Dude, he's amazing. So I guess he's got a degree in, in creative writing and it shows in this episode. He basically did a video, Unraveled, it's everything you need to know about Halo Infinite by reading the books. So he's never played a Halo game. He's only read the books. And to give a synopsis, in the episode he says, this is a timeline of all the Halo books I read. This is a timeline of all the other books I read. And it's blank. And he says, I read no other books this past year. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he goes, goes on this huge rant. So if you want a Halo fix, just to kind of get something like light to laugh about, that's the perfect video. He goes... And there's such crazy like detail and and like, you can see him like getting overwhelmed with like Halo in general. It's like holy shit, this is taking over my life <laughs> just by reading all the books. Um, yeah, yeah, highly recommended. Yeah, he's great. I don't know if it's Unraveled, but I've definitely watched like a bunch of other videos he does. Like he uh, he like put in a li- like he made like a list, like a comprehensive list of like the most dangerous Mega Man, Mega Man bosses, and it was like pretty good. He uh yeah. he made like a list of like the hierarchy of troops in Bowser's army, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> he's he's a very entertaining person. He's very funny. Uh, Polygon as like a site, it's not some not a place I like agree with all the time. They, they've done some things. Yeah, but I I think the content that he's putting out on YouTube in the in the Polygon name is very good, and I think people should watch it. Yeah, I think he's probably their biggest like entertainment get. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But yeah, I oh. think maybe they, do you ever think that they call it Halo Infinite because it's it, it, it would take an infinite amount of time for it to come out, and they expect you to play it for an infinite amount of time after that. Ah, uh, look at that, Halo Sideways Eight coming to there. It is coming near you in twenty twenty one, maybe sometime. Uh, I guess we should move on. <laughs> we spent a lot of time getting bummed out before that game. Oh, dude, I'm uh, I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm like, so upset. It's just weird. It's just 
it's just weird do we have like a somber vibe right now <laughs> we're just like yeah and, like the, the halo and, like it, it's funny because like it feels like just like dead silence but then as soon as we go into post and put like our nice like soothing music it's gonna be the most like weird vibe yeah maybe i'll just uh, you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna si i'm not actually gonna do this i'm, I'm gonna i was like i'm gonna silence the whole fucking music for the entire time we're talking no. about halo infinite I, th I think we need that at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, we just need like we uh, a moment of silence for Halo Infinite. <laughs> uh, but right, yeah, yeah. Um, so a little bit of happier news, I guess. I don't know, like IGN's been on this like weird fucking like kick lately on the internet where they've just been like yeah, leak, like it's just like about leak shit or like just, I don't know. IGN's been on one lately. Uh. Apparently, like apparently, IGN like sneak like stealth announced Bioshock Four kind of. Right. So I did a little bit of digging, and apparently it had been talked about before, saying like, "Yeah, it's happening." And then it was like so passively, I I never noticed it. Nobody caught on to it. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I guess somehow Bioshock Four got past us, and it's happening in a new location that's not Rapture, or was it Columbia? Yeah. Here's the thing. Bioshock Infinite was also not supposed to be in Rapture. Then you know what they did? They fucking went to Rapture. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, we know we said this wasn't going to be in Rapture, but like, what if we put it in Rapture? <laughs> I think at this point, I mean, Rapture is such an iconic place. I don't see, like, I can get the point of wanting to go back, but you gotta not linger on it you gotta like, use that as your catapult into something new like had that game start off in rapture and then boost it up like crazy that would have been cool but no it literally went backwards it digressed i think if they use rapture to catapult into something new because obviously infinite fucking opened up the realms of all the possibilities so what i wonder is what could this new location be underground fucking just tunnels they did the sky, they did underwater. I think underground is the next logical move. I mean, I was kind of thinking like, okay, a new a new point in time. Um, or like or like some kind of like say Colum like Columbia, but space. I would play space Bioshock. Same here. I could see that having some cool fun with it. Biospace. Oh wait, they do have space Bioshock already. It's called System Shock. Fuck! They already did. That was technically the first thing they did. Never mind. Fuck. <laughs> fuck it. We'll do it again. Yeah, fuck it. If, if if Obsidian can just basically make just another Fallout game in outer in the outer worlds, they can they can just remake Space Bioshock. Yeah. Um. And the news of this came from like a I guess job listings. Uh, I think I have a tab open where I was reading up. Oh, no, but it says together we'll set the stage for a stunning narrative and systems driven experience okay yeah that's bioshock uh, so one available role is principal combat designer who will be tasked with developing an fps combat paradigm that is accessible satisfying allows for a high degree of player expression and experimentation in a highly reactive world so they'll also be expected to look beyond direct conflict accommodate various play styles and design encounters that can be resolved through player ingenuity and it's gonna be in Unreal Engine Four. So I wonder if that, so, like, see stuff like that, if, if they're gonna like put in more stealth sections that I don't want. It sounds like they're kind of gonna do like, like, I guess take on any scenario how you prefer kind of thing. 
sure. So a little bit different from Bioshock. Bioshock's very much been, I guess, like a, a linear experience kind of thing. Yeah, it's those games have a story to tell. I mean, not, I don't think every game has to be like this expansive. Like, I would rather a game just like if, if they have a good story to tell, just fucking take me on a ride through that story. I don't need right. these fucking branching paths and shit. Right. So we'll see how it plays out. This is just kind of to me the first news, but looking into it, apparently they announced it in like December that there's gonna be a new entry in Bioshock. Um that's gonna be developing for the next several years, so it's not coming anytime in the relative soon future. Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh I I think I'm ready to play another Bioshock game. I, I will admit that Infinite did not necessarily leave like the best taste in my mouth when that game ended i think that ending is like super weak um i think it mostly made up for the faults that like two had i know two is like it's a serviceable game but i I've, that first bioshock game has a lot of fucking magic behind it that right. i like i i just i've had i have vivid memories of just me like staying up at like fucking three in the morning with the glow of the tv just running through rapture and it was fucking beautiful and terrifying at the same time uh spoilers for bioshock i guess if you haven't played that game if you haven't fuck you you're an idiot uh but like the the would you kindly twist was like really fucking good at the time like i that was a legit like an oh shit moment for me when you realized that was that was probably like the best twist i had experienced since like knights of the old republic yeah, like, like you, to me, you, I hold that on an equal level. Yeah, it was crazy to hear it at the time because you were just like, "Oh, Shit. oh, right." And I'm kind of glad we didn't say it too much because it. I assume there's going to be people that have not played the franchise that are going to be going to it as this game kind of goes into sooner release. Um, so all we'll say is pay attention to Would You Kindly and play play the Bowser trilogy. It's probably on sale somewhere. <laughs> at this point i've always seen it's, it. it's been we on sale it before, like so a, i want to bring up the time yeah, it's been like on sale like a billion fucking times uh right and i think I, it just came out on switch it, so here's my thing I, I would definitely uh i would definitely buy that bundle when it's on sale because i think i remember seeing like the games individually recently and i'm like oh they're really just charging that much for bioshock in the year 2020 huh okay oh yeah get get the bundle get the bundle oh i would like what would I like I would kind of think it would be cool if there was a game that kind of had a new area and set pieces in Rapture and Columbia, I guess. Kind of like a greatest hits kind of thing that puts you through the best parts of each one while still pushing it forward. Um, like the way I see it is it has to be if you do Rapture or Columbia, it's got to be at the start of the game and then to push you into something new. Not Columbia, cool, perfect, new setting, and then go back. Or get this go what if they just don't ever mention rapture of columbia ever again and do something creative and new they're not gonna do that <laughs> okay well all right that's what i say the best thing that they, that they'll come up with is do it at the beginning push it out of somewhere new um i guess if they didn't mention uh rapture or columbia that'd be a bio shocker huh hey huh fuck you but also hey I get paid the big bucks for that one. Hell yeah, sponsor us. Um, I just think I think I just think Rapture is too iconic to let go. 
Yeah, I get it. Uh, that's like in terms of like stories, I think like the first Bioshock is like it's gonna be like as like revered as like a classic at some point. I think it's an incredible game. I think the story and that's really good. And I think like more so like Rapture was definitely like just the fucking atmosphere of that place was I think what sold me on it the most. Right, and it was just so cool, like looking out and seeing like what would be a skyline but underwater and seeing like it was vibrant and personality is full of life and that's that columbia didn't but it just they they struck lightning in a bottle on that and it worked perfectly for that game and i think maybe take it through time at a somewhere oh, oh, different. oh i was like oh they already tried taking it through time the right. end of bioshock infinite exactly so they tried but you already opened that door so just fucking use it wait a minute bioshock infinite halo infinite dun, dun, dun. wait what if what if halo is just the next bioshock game and that's why i got delayed yeah what if what if master chief at the end just pulls off his helmet it's just booker dewitt he's just like gotcha <laughs> with his hook hand oh yeah there's a grappling hook in halo infinite now all right Okay, I didn't even think of that, so now I think we've just busted this thing wide open. I am wrong to you. They put we're Andrew Ryan. They put and Andrew Ryan's just the new Cortana. In Smash. Master Chief in Smash. Oh wait, are you saying that this was also the new Smash announcement? Yes. Big because... Daddy in Smash. Yo, let's go. Rapture level in Smash. God sounds that's straight. Columbia sounds level terrible. in Smash. Okay, Columbia sounds tight. I feel like they already have that. It's like that big ass like Palutena stage. They do, but it's not Columbia, so fucking make it happen. Honestly, fuck PlayStation All Stars. Just give, just put all the Bioshock content into Smash. <laughs> yeah, we went off the rail. We're going off the rails this episode. I fucking love it. Look, man, it's fine. It's been a it's it's been a week. It has. It's, it's been one week since you looked at me. Oh man, you just you just made me upset. Uh, <laughs> I hate you. Anyway, so this is like a little. This next news item is like a little bit of a short blurb, but it does tie in uh, to what we're talking about. Like for. I want to call it the main portion of the show, but I feel like the news has been the main portion of the show, but here we are. Uh, so I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's fine. News is good. Uh, so just a little quick one. Uh, there's been talks that, like, uh, seems that there's a deal being reached about having Olivia Munn come back to G4, which if they, if they do get that, I think that's a really fucking cool thing. I think it's really cool of, like, Olivia Munn being willing to do something like that. I think it's cool that I, I mean, she's never stopped talking about G4 and she's always kind of stayed true to her roots in that. Um, kind of, I mean, she, she blew up for a point in time. She got big. Yes. Uh, she, 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 she's, she's an X-Man. She is one X-Man and uh, she never stopped talking about it. And she kind of always thought like, it was a shame what happened to the network later on after she left. So to see her coming back is really cool because I mean, she's probably going to come back in big bucks from what I saw. Uh, she's also going to be in like a developmental um, deal to where she's developing content and uh, kind of coming up with new shows along with her on air hosting duty. So, yeah, good for her. Secure the bag. Yeah, I, I feel like if there's one person that like who knows like that network and like how to make it 
shine, I think Olivia Munn is one of those people. Right. And say, uh, her, between her and Kevin Pereira, those are like, I guess, one, any one of those two would be your ones where it's like, you need to get these people to launch your network because they're, they had markable. Kevin was kind of niche to the network, but Olivia straight up just like John Cena out of it and became bigger than the network. So. Oh, absolutely. Which. That makes me think they're not going to be just like a news aggregation or anything like IGN or just a YouTube presence. That they come back for the whole ass network. Which is good. Uh, we'll talk more about G4 here in a bit. Right. But I, this is uh, this is like honestly very exciting news for me. Uh, I, I feel like bringing back G4 without at least one of the original people that were on it is like a very disingenuous thing. It is. It is. Um... And I, there's a couple things G4 is doing that have me very intrigued, specifically on the internet. And um, I'll get back to that. Like I said, th this is kind of our first snippet of our main meat and bones of this of this episode. So yeah, Olivia Munn returning G4, successful businesswoman at this point. Uh, good for her. Yeah. Um, so like we said, we'll talk more on that later. But so for our final news item here, um, Epic has removed oh. Fortnite oh. from originally when when we were going to talk about when we first started talking about this they had removed Fortnite from the uh the Apple App Store well but, actually like, they didn't remove it it got removed Apple took it oh off. yeah Apple it was removed you're right and then right before we were getting ready to record I saw that Google Play had also banned Fortnite from the App Store their App Store yeah holy shit that's a heavy hitter. Um, so, okay, in a nutshell, Epic, I they knew what they were doing. They had, there's Abs no way. Oh, this is, this is absolutely a fucking so, dig at both of them. Right. And I say specifically Apple, I don't know they were, okay, so let's go in sequential order. So Apple, of course, has its in-app purchases that they kind of go through, you go through them, and then I'm assuming Epic would get a portion of it. Apple takes 30%. Is that what it is? It, okay. Apple takes 30% of all in-app purchases from what I understand. Okay. So that, that makes sense. So Epic, what they did was saying, uh, no, no, no. So in-app just bypassed that and put in where you could purchase um, everything on there at a lower price than basically what Apple does. So one, you're cutting out the middleman and two, you're undercutting them. Apple said, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. And just straight up said, all right, your app is gone and took them off the fucking app store. Uh, and I think Apple does that one so they can say like, okay, yes, we have your game shut up. But the less apps they have on there, the less competition they have for the Apple games, um, which nobody fucking cares about and they want to get people to care about. So I think that's kind of their way to, if they put tight rules on everybody and they violate them, they get them out and that's one less option for them to com compete with yeah and like here's here's the thing too like it's such like a power move because like even though it's not as talked about as it is before i'm pretty sure fortnite just with v bucks like with the v bucks generates insane fucking money i'm sure it does and epic knew what they were doing because as soon as apple fucking pulled it down they put up like their own like parody of an of like the og like old apple commercials um for there was it the 1984 um saying like they're taking over the industry and they kind of allow this uh thing to pop up so they knew what they were doing they started a hashtag saying free fortnite just kind of calling out apple on their policy uh, 
which I feel like, okay, yeah, Fortnite is a game big enough to do that. But then I don't think they were expecting Google to do the same. Um, well, Google is definitely, does it definitely have like a history of being more lax on their app store in general? Right. Like Apple has a pretty, from what I understand, pretty serious like vetting process in terms of like what can and can't be on there. And you could straight up just put fucking anything on the Google Play Store and they don't got the, they don't fucking care. Right. Apple's not even allowing xCloud um, because it bypasses all their stuff. Yeah. So they send no to that. They send no to Stadia, which is huge. Um, I feel like xCloud will probably shut down Stadia if they were on Apple. Now it just kind of oh, puts yeah. them in a similar uncertainty. Um so obviously apple the main criticism is okay you have video like movie streaming apps why can we have a game streaming app and it's just fucking i guess money i don't know um just taking more slices of the pie but for google to do the same it was kind of like oh shit i don't think they're ready for that because there's no kind of retaliation on epic's part towards google um but the google quote is while fortnite remains available on android we can no longer make it available on play because of violence of policies. So if you want to download Fortnite on your Android device, you have to go through the Epic app to get it. Um, so an extra step, but what's crazy is that Epic finally said, all right, here we go, legal papers served and posted them. From the Fortnite Twitter, what a fucking big dick move that Dude. is. That, that here's, here's the legal document. And here's the thing, they, they they knew it was coming. They had that document fucking ready. It's a right. six, it's over a six, it's an over 60 page document. They were ready to go because they knew what was going to happen. This is such like a calculated move. Right. And so I think Apple just kind of took it as they're going into business for themselves. And I'm thinking Epic is kind of just like, hey, no, fuck you. You don't control, you can do control the shit. So in my, the outcome of this is going to be very interesting. It could be like a thing where whatever happens next sets the pace for mobile gaming to come. Um, I see it as a scenario where it's like kind of very similar to like the whole uh, Taylor Swift and Spotify situation, maybe. Where one artist kind of says like, all right, we're taking drastic measures because there's something that they don't agree with. And this is the same thing. Epic taking aim against Apple. And then the collateral damage is going to be huge. Either A, smaller games are going to be even more restricted, or B, if Epic fucking wins this shit, there's going to be, I guess, a boom of smaller games popping up on on Apple and, I guess at this point, Google devices, and not having to fucking be restricted, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's like, this is obviously, like, very breaking stuff. Like, there's basically just... What we've told you is basically all that's out about it as far as i know um so this is definitely something that's developing and uh it's gonna be wild to see how the next few weeks go yeah and this is gonna hit on an international level um it's gonna be big so we're definitely gonna keep posting on this and see what's gonna happen um because like yeah apple's kind of built like a monopoly on their gaming their mobile gaming saying nope you gotta go through us there's no other way or even on PC, okay, Steam maybe had that at one point, but you're starting to see like the Epic Game Store and other other clients pop up. Um, Discord was, I think they were dipping their toes in that. So maybe we'll see other game stores pop up on there. I think it's just Apple wanting to pu push the Apple games. 
yeah, I am I'm very interested to see how this goes. Like it's like you said, if if Epic comes out on top for this, that could that could shake the foundation because like yeah, it's uh, Fortnite is while not as popular as it was what like last year when it was like the shit like a couple years Still ago. Huge though. Yeah, like it is by no means a small game, and I know that that thing generates money like you wouldn't fucking believe. If you can get fucking Travis Scott to do a goddamn promotion in your fucking game, then you probably have a good amount of money behind you. You got freaking Star Wars, like Disney, promoting in your game at this point. Fuck. Yeah, uh, Fortnite is a huge property. This will definitely be super interesting to see, like where where this goes. Yeah, for sure. So we got to keep a pin on that because that's on a whole other scale that I barely even starting to grasp like the scale of and like fathom and put it all together right now as you're speaking it yeah it's it's which <laughs> it's fucking insane man <laughs> oh man so i guess i'm on epics side <laughs> yeah it's so weird that i'm like that i'm like kind of cheering on the fortnite <laughs> it's so weird to speak for everyone else that has no voice yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, it's hard to say anything else about it when there's really no in, more information out, but. Yeah, this just happened literally today, like. <laughs> when the fucking Fortnite Twitter posted legal documents, I was like, oh. This is big. So, we'll, we'll keep an eye out and uh, keep posted. <laughs> yeah, well, that was basically all we had for news today. Um. I think it's time to get into what which what was normally the main portion of our show, but since this was very a very news heavy, uh, news heavy week for us, this might not end up being as like long as the news probably, but you know we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, so considering that G four is coming back soon, and with, like the talks that like Olivia Munn's probably coming back, we thought it'd be a cool idea just to like reflect on like. G, uh, what was uh we'll call it g4 1.0 yeah uh, uh even then there's still like points after that <laughs> they've had yes. many version updates yeah oh yeah this was uh yeah there was definitely 1.0 everything else before that was uh alpha and beta yeah uh but yeah we're going to we're going to talk about g4 uh keith I yeah said, i think i think you started watching g4 before i did i, I don't think i started watching until the, the the tech tv merge had happened so i think i'm gonna let you kick this off for us right so okay g4 as a unit i found out about it i was super young this is probably i'd have to say 2003 maybe right after it launched um i heard about it from a friend's house it was basically like hey did you know there's a channel for video games i thought what like, what is this so then he basically said yeah let's go to it and i think it was an episode of cheat was on i thought this is so cool like very much a sign of its time it oh, was yeah yeah it was almost like the mtv for video games that's all it was about and i didn't have it i had direct tv at the time um there was a large period where we didn't have have cable or satellite and that was at the time where i had direct tv and i couldn't fucking find it and i was pissed off um so I found out my cousin had the channel. So I always go over to their house. Um, they live right next door to my grandma. So whenever I was there, I'd always go over there and just fucking watch G4. Just watch. And 
looking back, I think how influential it was. Because, I mean, you had, like, Arena, which is, like, probably the first, like, huge series that's just a game competition that where you, like, people had their teams and they went head-to-head um, on literally a nationwide scale. Um, you had your things, like I said, Cheat. You had Pulse, which is literally just video game news. Uh, Judgment Day, which is probably influencing, like, literally IGN's whole review scale. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, things that just kind of you still see the ripple effects of um, and it blew my mind that like this channel was there and it was definitely it was geared towards me <laughs> and it was wild to think like there was something so focused on my interest because um, I mean that was that like okay you're you're I was in elementary school and yeah games were cool but as people started kind of going on to other things you were like literally quote unquote the nerd so kind of seeing like oh this was here perfect it was like finding fuse basically seeing like yeah, there's I other can, people out there that. this is right so and then i think it kind of really showed how popular video games were on the media level to where you could see people getting paid to do the same thing that you're interested in doing and you kind of thought like i could fucking i want to do that um which hey look at us here here we are now <laughs> yeah exactly so learning about the channel it was such a cool thing and then I learned about tech TV shortly afterwards because that's when I started looking for it. And I heard, okay, okay, tech TV was, it had X-Play. X-Play was not a G4 show. That was a a tech TV show. Um, And I had a couple of other things, but learning about the merger, I was like, here it is. And I I just thought I was glued. If I was watching TV, it was G4. And at that point, it was G4 tech TV. Like, they literally just fucking merged the two. Yeah. Um, So later on, they dropped the tech tv merger uh or name and it was just g4 again um and that was kind of i guess like the first batch of changes in g4 um where they kind of dropped like things like anime unleash and a couple of the other tech tv shows they kind of dropped those a little bit um but it was still very much the g4 that we were that we knew from that time before so gradually I just kind of started drifting away from it because gradually they just start fucking chopping away at it and changing everything what it was to come um from what I read it's basically like like presidents uh changed and things like that of the channel so they kind of thought no no let's try to tr- shift more uh yeah spike tv let's do what they're doing so they kind of that made it more towards like young adult like the pervy the pervy 2000s adult sure uh, demographic yeah. so they kind of geared towards that, changed things to like they literally had shows like Nocturnal Emissions and uh, Late Night Spank, remember, or whatever. Remember, yeah, I remember the Late Night Spank. Yeah, like things like that. I was kind of like, this isn't exactly what it was, but then there was still like glimmers of it. Like they do the um, like in between episodes on like rolling credits, you see like the game and stuff. I'm like, here we go, and then right back into it. Um, they they rode on with X Play and Attack of the Show for a long time. Which is where like millions of people fell in love with Olivia Munn. <laughs> yes, I was one of those people. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and it was cool because that was like a very much at a young point where like everybody was judgmental on girls and games, and yeah, they still are. But like, it was cool to see her be like, "Nah, screw you! I know, I know what's going on." Um, like she's very much still about the life. Yeah, and I I respect the hell out of her for it. 
yeah and she grew bigger than the channel um she made it into hollywood so good for her uh, especially bringing it on back and kind of i think she's gonna be the face of the network going forward straight up um, absolutely i don't know how you do it with anyone else at this point um but x-play kept going gradually see things like pulse and and cheat and things like that drop off and then just get replaced by like cheaters and and was it fast lane and cops and just random just bullshit that was like what the fuck i don't want to watch these four hour blocks of this yeah once g4 started leading towards like cops and cheaters and stuff like that i think cheaters is a hilarious fucking show oh yeah it uh, is but i was just like no like uh, it's like how are you gonna have cheat and cheaters on the same fucking <laughs> like come on right yeah and then they chose cheaters <laughs> um god damn they yeah, were trying they were trying but, too hard to be like fucking spike right and it got to the point to where spike ironically had better e3 coverage than g4 <laughs> so insane um dude yeah it blew my mind um and granted i do think there was there's room for other stuff that's not video game on g4 like like say um was it ultimate ninja warrior that was bidding like nerd adjacent thing to go on yeah into. that's that ninja um, warrior is definitely like some like like American like Ninja Warrior is basically just a, a, an IRL platforming game. Like, yeah, that's all it is, and it, and it, it was cool. I mean, I got I got invested in it for a little bit. It, it's it, it's still around. I want to say American Ninja Warrior is still going, um, and I don't think that show it's on like NBC now. I think, and it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't picked up by G Four originally. Um, so there's room for other things they i remember they kind of started doing like marvel anime uh series for a little bit like i think they had like an x-men one and honestly maybe blade i don't remember exactly um so i think there's room to do things alongside the video game stuff but i feel like it's weird because they moved on to other things but still kind of held on to it like they they i remember they launched like g4 rewind which is literally just like reruns of like cheat and yeah it was just it's it's the flashback shit so on board with it um and i remember at one probably a little bit i kind of fizzled away from it for a while but i remember apparently we were gonna get bought out by like wwe and i was like what the hell i do remember that being a talk and i was just like what the fuck that's a fucking xfl ass bullshit yeah exactly um and again i kind of saw it as they're trying to be spike because at that point spike was running like like tna and impact wrestling and i was like holy shit like they really are trying to do this um and that was kind of like in and out of wrestling at that time i was mostly just keeping tabs on cm punk <laughs> to be honest very on um, brand for you oh yeah but that didn't happen because i do actually looking back i do think wrestling probably would have probably pretty cool for g4 um yeah, wrestling wrestling is honestly very adjacent. So, it is, it is. So, if they're gonna do non gaming TV, those are the things I think they should have leaned into, um, because it had personalities. Like they had obviously Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb and Kevin Pereira and uh, Olivia Munn, um, fucking what's her face, uh, Sarah, Sarah Jean uh, Underwood. Yeah, um, who was probably Just like the perfect replacement for Olivia Munn. Yeah, like I think I think G four is probably what kicked off Jessica Chobot's career too. Yeah, I think so. And then I remember she got picked up by IGN, and I think she's on Nerdist right now. 
Um, oh. She actually left Nerdist, I think, she... last year. Okay. I wonder what she's up to. I gotta keep up with her. I've always enjoyed her. I know she's on, like, she's on some show on the Discovery Channel, but that's about it. Yeah, mm, hold on. Oh, yeah. She left, uh, she left Nerdist on August 5th last year, and she's on a show called Expedition X. It's on Discovery Channel. Okay, cool. Hey, well, she might be one that's worth bringing back to G4. Except they launched careers that are still going on in some capacity, and I feel like there's room for for them to come back. I mean, granted, it just depends on where that their career at this point. Yeah, well, um, it's 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 for some. I know uh, the one that the, the one that definitely hurts me the most that I know probably will not be coming back is Adam Sessler. Uh, he straight up he straight up is just not involved in video games anymore, as far as I know. I think he has like his own company or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's uh, he's like he does stuff for like just like media and entertainment in general. Um, I forget what is I I didn't. I, I looked it up, but I forgot what it was called. It's like right. Theory Head or something, I think. But yeah, I I don't see Adam Sessler coming back. That's honestly a big bummer. I think like, if he doesn't, but I I, I get it. Uh, he left video games, and I don't see him coming back to anything video game related. But I mean, maybe right. he gets into like the like the behind the scenes stuff. It would be cool to see him involved in some way because uh, I think X Play was probably my favorite show out of all of them like i love cheat but that was mainly just because i was uh, i was in love with chris Holt, uh which is so wild that they that was like they just took a, a, an american idol finalist and put, yeah. the, put, put her on g4 uh, also like the peak of american idol at the time too though yes absolutely um I, I don't think Morgan Webb would come back either. I know she's pretty busy. She works at uh she actually works for us for a video game studio. She works for Bonfire Studios. Um, I don't know if, if you know what that is, Keith, but uh, the like Rob Pardo, it, it's it's a, it's a it's an organization I follow just out of curiosity because Rob Pardo, yeah. who, form, who formerly worked at Blizzard, and he was a lead designer on World of Warcraft, was is the uh, the, the CCO of that. So obviously I have investment in it and i mean my my love for morgan webb just as like a personality and as a person definitely extended yeah, after and g4 her, and her and adam were like a perfect combination too yeah like well morgan webb especially like i love adam sessler just because he's got like he has he's like a fiery personality he he like yells a lot that appeals to me for some reason uh, but like sure. i know <laughs> I know Morgan, uh, she worked for Blizzard or Activision Blizzard for a little while. There, they had this, uh, this like, it's, I feel weird calling it a forum. It was just like some discussion board thing called wow source that she was, uh, she was the host of. So like, so like she's very, like as much as I've been in, I, I've talked a lot about how into fucking wow I am. So of course, like I was like, Oh, it's cool seeing Morgan Webb after I had fallen off a of G4 doing this thing. But Again, she's another person I don't see coming back because she's obviously busy. Uh, I don't know what fucking Kevin Pereira is up to at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's all. I've seen him talk about it, so I don't know what his level is. But he was very much like involved in G four all throughout its whole life, almost throughout its whole lifetime. I think he left shortly before the channel went under. Yeah, they replaced him on Attack of the Show. Well, no, no, I'm thinking of Adam Sessler. They replaced with the dude that just uh, one fool that. I think it was Blair or Blair. Uh, yeah, he. Re I think they replaced. That's who they replaced. 
Adam Slessor with. I know he was on Attack of the Show a few times, and I know he, afterwards he eventually went to, like, I think he did some stuff for DC Comics for a little while. Who, Kevin or Adam? No, uh, Blair Herder. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Kevin Brewer is doing. I also wonder if, if they're going to bring back Keeley in some capacity. Right. He He's an icon in gaming right now. Obviously, he kind of just took over the whole E3 reigns, essentially. Yeah, I but mean, he, I he, say, he did think, organize our summer of gaming, so. Right, and I think G4 kind of started the whole, like, like, uh, like the game, the awards and things like that. I think that originally started on them. It was either G4 or Spike. Right. I know both of them were, like, both of them were going crazy, but I remember, like, literally, like, the first one being so hyped for it. And then, like, game, or the whole thing with the game of the year and stuff, and I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. Um, but they're kind of doing some cool things right now. So, G4's lifespan was bookended by Pong. I don't know if you were familiar with that part. I um, I do remember they're like they just opened up with like a Pong marathon, and I was I I just remember yeah, hearing for like about a it week. like yeah, and I was like this is insane, but kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. I remember kind of hearing about it, and then the way the channel like died was they kind of did their like last celebrations of the X plays and attack of the shows and like what it meant to them, like their tearful goodbyes, and then. It literally faded, like started the game of Pong and just faded black on a Pong game. So like it bookended the channel very pro, pro, like appropriately. Um, but the website G4TV.com um, is it's back. And oh. yeah, and if you go to it, it launches up some like very meta, um, almost like code entry. And then once you get past that, it loads up a game of Pong okay i like that they're leading into it right and it's cool because it kind of just like almost like some arg stuff um so you play the game of pong and it literally says like like gets a gets a four to four prize so you win basically four to zero and then the zero on the opponent's side turns into a g and it's like oh shit fucking duh g4 <laughs> and then does some other coding and then it basically tells you it says you're a winner congrats tighten the gaming enter email and a corporate marketing plan will be in touch soon his name is Phil. Phil will be in touch soon. So I'm thinking whoever, I guess, does that and enters the email will be the first ones to get entered to the newsletter uh, that'll show, like, the future of G4. So. That's cool, man. I like that. It's really cool. I'm just, like, glad that it's coming back in some capacity. I, I do have very fond memories of just, like, watching Cheat or, like, reviews on x play and like the dumb bullshit that adam sessler and morgan webb would do it was very it was it was just very cool and as someone who's like always who's basically been playing video games my entire life like yeah it was cool seeing that there was like a network for like ah oh, people like me that like to play video games because I, I still yeah. think that like when g4 initially came out that was like very much of a time where like playing video games was still like some nerd dork shit like it had reached like the the like 2004 2005 2006 like people that played video games were like you know that, that was like you got the you got fucking slammed in lockers and shit you know what i mean but right like, and i think g4 was kind of the start of the end of that yeah i i agree it, very like, much it, it, it was a career in gaming yeah absolutely um it was it was definitely something that i liked i i i think we had it was on time warner cable I think when we had it because I knew it was the channel like it was either right before or right after spike on the channel list and yeah. I would just straight up like binge watch that as much as I could 
before we were recording, just kind of refresh myself. I was just watching clips of like old TV shows, like old sh like shows on G4, and the straight up quality of like those, <laughs> like the video was like so bad. But I was like, fuck, this is. Oh yeah, that was, I, that I, was, like, like, I remember all of this. Yeah, I was like, I remember all of this. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it was 240, but like, we didn't matter. We didn't care. It was the coolest thing ever. Um, with that being said, G4 as it was, I don't think can exist in 2020 or 2021 or whenever it's going to come back. Yeah. Because the world has changed and gotten almost to the point to where you don't need that third party anymore. Um, with things like Twitter and, and YouTube and such like direct person to developer connection that's what you for provided and almost now it's like okay what do they need to do to be different now attack of the show to me was like the template for what would become like ridiculousness um oh uh, yeah abs like, absolutely that's i i can see that for sure so yeah and obviously mtv is now just ridiculousness all the time so yeah you can bring back attack of the show on a very similar format and i think you'll be fine with that but like something like cheat be that lasting because that was at a time where you had to wait a month for game informers and magazines to come out to give you codes and there wasn't any tv well, now, that was also a time where like what what was cheat codes back then is just paid dlc now exactly so and not only happened i mean modding community is so big to where okay yeah you don't need to cheat it's just fucking they, they want you to mod so maybe they replace cheat with like some kind of modding community like i guess segment um maybe that would work cool for like um it, it can't be its own show no it would, like, it would be like because there was that point where they like made cheat like a segment on x play instead of its own thing like that was right probably or like say like as the credits were running you had your morgan minute like things like that um i think i see things like whenever you're going to GameStop, you see like the GameStop tv some kind of show like that would be where you can have like your like cheat segment or something like that or mod segment um, it's got to be a more in studio stuff. Uh, you got to have some kind of game review, and that's that's a hard part because nowadays a game comes up day of, it's on YouTube, they're already there. So yeah, I, it's it's so to revamp and restructure and kind of bring in. Um, I'm definitely interested to see how they like spin all of G4. It's like modern gaming because everything's so different from the early early 2000s to like the 2010s when it like kind of fell apart i i just mm -hmm. hope that like like there, there's stuff they could do though like i would love to see like i mean just like a little like a tech show since tech is just so like right like there, there's little things i would like to see but i i think g4 as like a network it's very evident that it shows it lives in it, it g4 lived and died by the people that they had hosting whatever show that it was on yeah i feel like they could make whatever content they wanted as long as the coast the hosts are like interesting they're compelling they're like they're kind of funny and they're just willing to do like some goofy shit every once in a while i think i think that's more important than like the actual like like of course content's important but if you have like some fucking boring ass motherfucker delivering it then like no one's gonna care right and i feel like 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 how we mentioned olivia munn is probably gonna be gearing more towards that no, we need these kind of hosts um i went through like a second g4 heartbreak uh with rev3 games did you ever see that channel on youtube or no i did not so yeah so revision was like a studio that produced like 
different kinds of channels um and their rev 3 was their gaming and that's where Setzler ended up after a while he reviewed Bioshock Infinite on there and I remember just loving the content because it reminded me a lot like G4 and then Revision as a whole shut down so there goes Rev 3 games um I know a couple of people got picked up by like Polygons and IGNs and Kotaku's um there's there, there's talent there like on the YouTube level here because everything's gaming AEW opened up and hired a ton of independent talent do that but on G4 all your indie talent you have your Kotaku writers I, I give Kotaku a show <laughs> um, things like that you know yeah it would be cool to see stuff like that too uh, there, I feel like there's a lot they can do with something like that I, I feel like honestly even if it was something like do you know what uh, Toonami Aftermath is uh i believe is that is that the online part of it um well it's like quote unquote online it's not like it uh it's not like an official thing oh that just basically i just clicked on the link to look at it and just played loud music in my ears on it but um yeah so toonami aftermath was it's like basically like bootleg toonami in a way okay uh how, how do I word this? Yeah, it's basically just bootleg Toonami. Like, as far as I understand, they just play, like, shows that would have run on Toonami. Like, they have, like, your Sailor Moons. They have your Cowboy Bebop. They have Dragon Ball Z. They have, like, Roni Kenshin. You know, stuff that would actively play on Toonami. But it's definitely just reruns of stuff that would have played on Toonami. Um, I I feel like... I, I don't know if people would be, like, down for something that's similar like that to G4, where they just, like, ran old episodes of stuff. But I think even if they did that as like maybe a part of it like they just had like this part like yo you want to watch old g4 episodes like we understand the quality is not the best yeah like i think that would be cool like i as someone who definitely ingests a lot less like media in terms of like television and stuff like that like like i've told you about my fucking netflix backlog i still haven't seen stranger things i haven't seen like any of that shit but I have somehow managed to watch Futurama like 30 times between the like in its entirety between like all these shows coming out. Um, I I feel like as the person I am, I'd be very drawn to like watching those older G4 episodes. Like who knows if the like the like tapes or anything like even exists. I all that stuff anymore. They've got to at this point. I mean, they were on cable at that time, so they've got to be somewhere. There's probably something, but like I don't know. I would just love to see like there's just like a block or where they just have like old episodes of X Play, yeah. old episodes of Attack of the Show. Like I'd love to see something like that. Same here. Um, they got to make it accessible in some capacity. I think. Yeah, they they have to have um, the legacy available because I think like oh I, I bet if you ask the average person like nowadays like they, they'd be like G four what the fuck is that. Yeah. Like I, I feel it, like it that, have to that be people annou- our age and up. Yeah, that announcement when they first did it, that definitely hit for like a bunch. Like I know the demographic and ages of people that that hit, like for sure. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, so, but they'd also have to do something to pull to younger. So if they're, I know, okay, I know this sounds crazy, but Disney XD does like a Twitch like show essentially where it's like a watch along. I think it's inevitable to have something like that on the gaming network. Um, some kind oh, of for sure. Let's play, which is fine. Um, like, say, put that on your daytimes or like your three o'clock block when kids are out of school, things like that. 
Like, what if, like, okay, like, this is, like, some fucking wackadoo-ass idea that I was having before uh, we started recording. It's like, oh, what can we talk about for, like, stuff that we want to see? I think it'd be cool if, like, let's just say that somehow G4 got, like, a deal with Epic and they do, like, what those, like, old machines excuse me like what they do what those old machinima shows would do and just like they just do they do like a Fortnite show for like the fucking kids or something like that yeah something like that would be cool um they got it's like they'd be like paw patrol but with guns right and i see it as honestly i believe g4's direct competition is youtube at this point sure Uh, yeah crazy as that is so instead of going like making a competition bring them in bring them on board get some get some streamers get some content creators like GameStop did that um i remember melanie mack i used to follow her for her league of legends streams uh back when i was playing at that time now she fucking works on GameStop tv um so bring like those personalities on board because they have followings at this point and that's where you want to pull from um because you can't just recapture the old fan base it's not that's not going to do it all for you you got to capture new people so bring in the current icons that would have been on that network say had it never gone away yeah, speaking of current icons, how do we get ourselves onto G4? How do we get the mini games mm-hmm. podcast to be just like a G4 syndicated derailing with of the content? hashtag? Yes. With a hashtag. Even though inevitably G4 is going to have their own podcast. I already know it. Oh, for sure. And I will actively listen to it. Same here. Um, so, yeah, get us to be the official G4 podcast with hashtag get mini games to be the official g4 podcast i think that's too many characters for a hashtag but just use it anyway it's fine yeah it's fine well i don't really have anything else to say about g4 except that i'm just you know i'm i'm pumped i i think i based if based on how they're going about this like i i feel like it's gonna be good it's we're at the earliest the very very earliest of news of it happening literally the, probably the only thing we've heard about it other than i guess what i just mentioned with their website um so there's still room for it to go wrong don't get me wrong but oh for sure but like i think by approaching people like olivia munn and like apparently reaching deals to do it i think they're doing the right the right way they definitely didn't have to do that they could have just gotten a whole bunch of new people but uh, the fact that they're going for not only one of like the most recognizable face, but the biggest person that came out of G4 right. is a testament to how I think whoever's like whoever the real mastermind behind this is like really doing it right. Who knows? It could be Pereira just pulling all this shit out of his ass. Yeah, too. no kidding. I wonder who owns the network at this point. I don't even know where that even falls. Yeah, I'm, I'm unsure who actually just straight up owns G4 at this point. But yeah, I mean. They need some other. They need gaming stuff, and they need gaming adjacent level of nerd nerd stuff. Like, like I said, wrestling at that time probably would have done it well. I mean, everybody did at the time. MTV fucking did it at that time with Wrestling Society X and all that. Um, so pull in from other fandoms and get the cross promotion going. Fucking get Kenny Omega on your network because that would actually probably do wonders. Now that I said that out loud. <laughs> um, yeah, that would actually be pretty fucking sick. Him, Austin Creed, one of the two. There's so many, and they're probably just the biggest faces in gaming and wrestling crossover, but there's others. Um, get back on your E3 coverage, get back on your packs, Tokyo game shows, give the news, have your live coverage, probably get some exclusive coverage, do things like that, and people will gravitate towards your network as opposed to 
the YouTube alternative. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, I'm I'm just pumped. I don't know. Uh, G4 it was a very special thing for me in my youth. Uh, it made me feel like it was okay to be like someone who is like super into video games obviously like right. video games are like one of the most popular things in the world right now especially in quarantine because everyone you can't find a fucking nintendo switch to save your life yeah. anywhere uh you couldn't even find fucking ring fit until recently and i had to basically like fucking rob a target to get a copy of it but <laughs> yeah it's uh video games are bigger than ever so i i think having something like g4 is only uh, a good thing right and G4 will kind of break that stigma and show that there's a career in gaming and in their absence it still popped off obviously with things like Twitch and I'd say it, it, G4 would leave room for more ninjas in the world yeah for sure so I'm excited hopefully it picks up somewhere I'm, I'm excited to see what they do we'll have to keep our eye on it just like everything else especially I mean think of hearing like apple versus epic on like a pulse kind of show and seeing like the experts dive in on it dive in on it so things like that are what get me excited the exclusive content and more room for game journalism i mean it's more jobs than gaming yeah it's a it's a cool thing man uh i remember just when that when it after first happened i had this like this like really good feeling in my chest when i when we saw that g4 was like yeah, coming was back like, and such yeah it, it felt really good I think uh, I think they're doing things the right way so far by getting a hold of Olivia Munn. I can't wait to see uh, see where this goes. Obviously, I'm sure things are real weird right now because of COVID. Who knows how long this has been in the works right. for? Who knows if this this might have even started because of COVID? So it'll be interesting to see like what happens. Uh, 2021 will be an interesting year to see what happens with the the new G4 G4 2.0. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, that was pretty much the rise and fall of G4 and the resurrection, I guess, is the best way to put it as of right now. Um, it had its it had its prime. It had the a... G and G4 stands for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it does. It had it, it had its it had its peak and it peaked high, and then it just had a long, slow, brought out death. A, that was a painful, a painful fall oh yeah and it was just so long and slow to where it was it was sad to see what the channel had become um so let's see what this resurrection brings yeah i think on that note we're also going to uh have this i was you know i was gonna make a fucking jesus reference but then it fell off uh, i think we're just gonna end the podcast episode right here and then we'll uh yeah. we'll, resur <laughs> we'll resurrect we'll resurrect next week uh so yeah, hopefully we have more on that uh, that fucking Fortnite epic Apple Google shit. Good God. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe next week we'll have more about we'll know more about Jesus Four. The fourth Jesus. Uh, I think that's an episode title right there. G uh, <laughs> Four, uh, the fourth Jesus. No, I'm just gonna call it the fourth Jesus. It'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, Keith, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me, the Jesus the second, on Twitter, Instagram, at Wu underscore Keith. Wu, as every other Jesus knows, it's W-H-O-O. -O. Fuck you, Chris. You are not a Jesus. 
he's the neon Jesus, so. Fuck! Oh wait, yes. I, I mean, fuck, I don't think I'm supposed to leak that. There was this whole thing about how that's his bit. He talked about it for a little bit. Oh well, you heard it here first. <laughs> From Mike, not me. Yeah, uh, fuck dude, I feel like I just, I feel like I just revealed Batman's identity or some shit. <laughs> he is not Batman, let's be real. He doesn't listen to this anyway, it's fine. Uh, he's not hearing me say fuck you every week, so fuck him. Uh, you can find me on the internet, Twitter at BadXHealth, uh, Instagram, you broke like glass, replace the X with the, fuck, replace the A with an X, I almost did it backwards. That's why Jesus uh, says no shenanigans. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm also not going to change it. I, I am all about shenanigans. Uh, you can also find us collectively on the internet, on Twitter, and on Instagram, both at Minigamescast. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we are in the process. So this is like a weird thing to shill, but we're in the process of like trying to get like actual sponsors. So this should be pretty cool if we can get it approved. I'm not going to say what it is because if I do, I'm going to jinx it and it's not going to happen. But it's a uh, it's yeah, a service are. that I've it's a service that I've used before. I think Keith, you've also used it. I've used it, and it's probably one of the best subscription services I think I can actually say is out there. So yeah, I'll leave, I'll leave it vague for now. Yeah, so hopefully you'll see if uh, we're sponsored by World of Warcraft, the greatest uh, subscription on the planet. I'm just kidding. World of Warcraft fucking sucks, even though I play it religiously. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll have more news on that. Should be cool. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is episode 25 of the Mini Games Podcast. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.